Lost one for Odell Beckham Jr. Got it down. Touchdown. First and ten. Need to get something going, and that's not the way to start it. Aaron Donald says hello. Pressure is picked up. Kyler. Did he get rid of it? It's intercepted. It's David Long. Into the end zone for the touchdown. Troy Reader got the hit on Murray. Nearly had him for the safety for two. Instead, it's six, and it's a Rams touchdown. Off the fingertips and intercepted. Marquise Copeland. Here's Odell Beckham Jr. He wants to throw it. Got a man down the sideline. It's Cam Akers. First down at the one. Come turning around. Off the turf and into the end zone. Touchdown Rams. Welcome, everyone, to a postseason edition of the East Coast Rams podcast. I am your host, Ashton Spencer, with my great co-host, Zach Meir. How is everything going with you? Everything, everything's going great. You know, such a big win for the team um, and, and especially to, you know, to the rest of the fan base. Um, going in from last week with a tough loss from the 49ers, um, it you know it kind of brought a little damper to this week it brought a little bit more pressure to the game but um the whole team was firing on all cylinders and the stadium was rocking with the rams fans um you know to be honest i was i was a little worried about that the possibility of the the number of rams fans coming in but man they the the rams fans really showed up um and you know came out and you know represented uh their team so well and man I don't know much more I can say about this this win. Yeah, definitely. I feel like the Coliseum was it was a good home field, but it was never a true like home field advantage, right? We didn't get a lot of offsides from it. We didn't get a lot of jumps. Uh but so far I've been there when it's loud, it's loud. Um, it was disappointing to see the turnout for the 49ers game, uh, but this kind of re-encouraged me that uh, hopefully if we have to play them in the um, NFC Championship, which let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, but if we do, we would be hosting that, and um, w- we got to do better than that if we're going to beat the 49ers and kind of help actually provide a uh, home field advantage uh, going further into the playoffs and future seasons. For sure, for sure. Um, but you know, it was a as dominating win that we got last night. It's something that we were we were hoping for, we were waiting for. Um, and way what a way to show the world um just how dominant the Rams can be when you're playing against, you know, a a um a great team like the Cardinals. I mean, yes, Kyler Murray didn't look like his best, um, but they are still great. They're still great offense. They're still great defense. Um, you know, you had JJ Watt back in the back in the mix, and you know he brought a lot of pressure to the game. And and I know we're gonna deep dive into it soon, but I'm just so pumped for this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just going into this game, it was a very very uh, anxious feeling the way we ended that 49ers game. And uh, just started out hot. This team, just all phases, uh, came out. And it was the most complete team effort. And uh, we'll get into that here in a little bit. But, Zach, let's uh, first start off the pod by wishing Buda Baker a speedy recovery. And uh, just 
prayers out for him. That was such a just very, very hard hit. It was unfortunate. Uh, no one likes to see other players, or really, if you're a decent human being, you shouldn't root for other players to get hurt. Um, it's atrocious. It's their livelihood. Uh, no one wants to see someone else's livelihood just taken away. Uh, most of the time of no fault of their own. Like it was just a bad angle and, you know, cam makers had no idea. I know some people got a little upset at him. I think that's silly. Just like, you know, uh, Buddha Baker, uh, hopefully it looked like the injury wasn't as bad as it appeared on the field. And I'm, I'm just praying that's the case and that he can be up and playing at 100% next season. For sure. Uh, you know, definitely it was, it was a hard hit. I mean, when you go back and look at it, 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 there was no fault on either one of the players. It was, you know, they were both going down. Um, you know, it just happened that, uh, Buda Baker's, um, helmet kind of hit, hit really hard against Cam Maker's chest and his shoulder pads. Um, and yeah, it was a hard hit. You just see him fumble and just, kind of twist and fall to the ground and just kind of go limp for a minute there. Um, uh, you know, kind of looking at the media, the, you know, the, you know, the Twitterverse, um, it seems like he's, he's doing all right. He, he was able to give the thumbs up that he's able to feel everything. Um, and right now just going through kind of a more, probably more intensive concussion protocol than um, most who go through that protocol go with. All right, Zach, let's go ahead and move on into uh, going through the previous game and its highlights. Uh, really, the first half had a lot of drives, Zach. Um, a little surprising. Uh, Cardinals come out, three plays, three and out, punt. Rams come out, not much better. Uh, really, uh, four plays. They get 28 yards. They avoid the three now, but then they have to punt uh, not much later. Um, and that, I mean, in that we we really saw um, some good stuff going there. I mean, they were they were doing the run. That's that's what we wanted them to see. Um, you know, we had Sony Michelle went for. Um, let's see, there was thirty five yards uh, that Sony Michelle got, which uh, you know, great run. That was, I mean, that was the opening drive for the Rams. You know, yes, they've got the three and out. The defense pushed them out. Rams come out strong. You move the ball 35 yards, and then we kind of falter there. Yeah, that penalty on Higby kind of hurt us a lot. And I feel like any time, especially in the first quarter, we're really bad at like getting good drives going. And then the second, we're about to get momentum, and you feel like, yeah, we're going to score this drive. They get a penalty on themselves. Um, don't get me started on the officiating on this game. I'm not saying every flag on us wasn't fair it was it felt like until the third quarter they were just calling holding calls on our o-line and none on theirs and it was aggravating to all hell yeah Um, and the officiating just was weird in this game it almost made it seem like we were putting um you know actual officials with like brand new officials um because it it seemed like every time there that there was anything a touchdown a um, you know, a weird kind of catch or something like it always took them st- so much longer to discuss and figure out what what was going to be the call um, than anything. Yeah, especially um, we'll, we'll break this down in a second, but especially on that uh, 
that touchdown by Stafford, I I got so furious how they called that. And let's remind everyone, we won this game. Uh, we won this game, so it's not like we're pinning a loss on the refs. I'm saying it was atrocious, and the Rams arguably should have been up higher in this game if it wasn't for a few really uh, very flaky calls. So going back to the game, uh, the Rams end up punting after going back in that drive. Cardinals come back, and they have another three now, get negative yard there. So they only have three yards after two drives. That's pretty good defense. The Rams end up uh, having a really, really good drive after that. OBJ catches a really, really beautiful dime to uh, uh, from Stafford to him. Uh, Zach, what did you make of that touchdown? Again, it, it's it's one of those things where you know Cooper Cup wasn't really challenged, like wasn't really. Um accessible really in this game and I think that was the Cardinals plan it was kind of to, to uh, make sure that he was always double covered or even triple covered at times um, so OBJ was clearly going to be the person who was going to be dominating this game on on the receiver end of things and that that short pass that he did for you know four yards just he knew what was happening I mean that was a quick throw and Stafford just had full confidence he just lopped it up and OBJ just got it, grabbed it kind of like from behind the defender and pulled it in two feet in. Uh, it was a, it was a great pass. I mean, it was, you know, such a good, such a good feeling, you know, Stafford first, first playoff that's hoping for a win. And then this was uh, OBJ's first touchdown in the postseason. So um, great performance by both of those players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a beautiful corner throw, even better catch. Uh, those are the types of plays uh, Stafford needs to make uh, while playing mistake-free football for us to really, really have a great shot of winning every game. And he definitely did that this uh, game. So uh, moving on, uh, the Rams end up causing another three and out with negative 11 yards. So if you add that up, that's negative eight yards in their first three drives. Uh, again, defense just was swarming all over Cardinals. Cardinals had no clue on what to do. Uh, I believe that's with the weird double forward pass was that drive. And again, Cliff Kingsbury had some really weird play calling this whole game. Yeah, I know that, that penalty pass on the illegal four pass. I, I don't even know what was happening. I mean, it would have been a great play if they actually pulled it off um, because, I mean, they had everyone kind of moving forward. And I think we we even did our own um, version of that coming into, uh, you know, later down the road. But, but man, yeah, that was just a, a weird play. Just they were they just seemed desperate at that point. You know, they were already, you know, you were we were at you know, negative five yard or negative 10 plus yards now. And, you know, it just seemed like they were just be already desperate. I mean, this wasn't even the end of the first quarter and they were already do trying to do things that were just like, I don't know. I, I don't know. It just, again, like I said, that just seemed like a desperate moment to do like that kind of a weird play. Yeah. It, I understand wanting to do trick plays and playoff matches. That's perfectly fine. It was just the fact that you're only down seven 
Um, yeah, you haven't done much on offense the whole first quarter, but why try to show your hand when you're only down one score? When you have a great play that could potentially, like the goal of that play is to get a touchdown, right? Yep. It doesn't make much sense. Uh, so they end up punting it away. The Rams come back with another drive, just like led by Cam Akers. Man, and then we'll get into Cam Akers later, but he definitely, uh, he looked all very explosive and very 100%. If it wasn't for a few ticky-tack calls, like, he, I don't know if he would have hit 100 yards rushing, but he would have been close. He would have been far better than what he ended up with. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, this drive ends up with a uh, very, very nice touchdown by Matthew Stafford. And let's get into this touchdown, uh, Zach, because this drove me nuts when they didn't call this a touchdown. Not- yeah, I mean, so to kind of go into this, I mean, one thing, I'm not really sure why we were QB sneaking it, um, especially on the second time. So. Granted to Matthew Stafford getting it on the second time, but we went first um, first snap uh, with a QB sneak didn't work. I'm kind of wondering why we just didn't have Sony Michelle like push it through or like jump over the pile or something. Like it's kind of interest. I was kind of interested in why Sean McVay did the QB sneak for the second try in a row. Um, but definitely that 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 call on the second one you just you were just wasting time when someone clearly can see from above you know hey he's in it was on the big it was on the big oculus screen on top i mean just look up look up there and you can definitely tell that he was in well i mean you so my argument is um besides the whole fact whether they could see it or not like if you're unsure then you call it a touchdown and guess what it's automatically reviewed if it's a touchdown it's not yeah. the other way if it's not called a touchdown so if you get significant evidence that it's not a touchdown and it's clear that he didn't get there, you can call it back and it's auto reviewed and the team doesn't have to challenge it. But if yeah. you do officiating the way they did it, if a team doesn't have timeout, let's say the Rams burned all three timeouts, they got screwed out of a touchdown. Yeah, and that, that changes the entire game. Yeah, you're right. I mean, maybe they need to start going back, going to like a um, like a a goal line review, um, you know, any of them that are within, you know, that one yard automatically goes to review. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I'm not in for the whole, like, um, what, what was that other, uh, NFL knockoff, uh, the XFL, XFL, the XFL where they had like this God mode and all, like all these cameras from all these angles are picking up every play. Cause you know, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that, but I do think that there needs to be some adjustments in how some of these, these things are picked up, um, you know, and we'll, we can, let's get through this touchdown and then we'll talk about, you know, the next, the next um, kind of cycle of things on the next challenge that the Rams had to do, but let's finish. You want to finish up on the, the touchdown mm-hmm. here? Yeah. Uh, Stafford gets it in. Um, it was a bad call by the refs. It got overturned. Uh, really good play. Uh, and I, I'm not 100% sure about Sonny Michelle's stats on goal line with us, but I feel like he's been stopped on the goal line a decent amount. And you, like, QB sneak has very high percentage on the one-yard line uh, yeah. throughout the league. 
No, so, for sure. For sure. I just, I don't know. I guess after the first time, I think I would, ra- I, I don't know. I guess I would rather have tried to go with Sony Michelle, but you're probably right. I mean, it's probably a better percentage. I'm also just thinking, you know, you do want to make sure your quarterback isn't getting pommeled and that's kind of putting them in that pommel situation two times in a row. Mm-hmm. So after the Rams score, they're up 14-0. The Rams have another negative uh, drive by the Cardinals. Uh, and at this point, Zach, I believe they have four drives for like a negative eight yards. That's ridiculous. Um, uh, Rams come back and they get a three out, three and out of their own um this is the one where Stafford had that really nice deep pass or not really nice. It was a good deep pass. He kind of underthrew Cam Akers. Uh, Cam Akers should have been able to catch it. It was a hard catch and not a perfect throw. It was kind of both of their faults in different aspects. Yeah. I couldn't tell if this might've been a, like, like Akers was kind of like the last read um in in Matthew Stafford's uh view like he was going through his progression and Cam Akers was the most open but he was maybe the last read um and threw it and you know when I when I rewatched the play he kind of just turned and at too late and too late to notice and you know maybe if he would have turned you know a second a half a sec sooner he would have he would have definitely caught it because he almost caught it at that point um but yeah it's Again, Cam Akers, this is his second game. This is his first game, you know, without limited snaps. Um, just trying to get in back into that rhythm. I mean, he, remember he, he, I mean, obviously we all know he suffered that Achilles heel, you know, before the the season even started. So he hasn't really had that chemistry yet with Stafford, especially in these kind of pass throws. Mm-hmm. So after that point, uh <laughs> Uh, the Cardinals come back. They have probably their only solid drive, which ends up in another punt after a uh, just some bad passes by Kyler Murray just being off. Uh, they also have a penalty on Beecham. So uh, just a bad another bad drive. Uh, Rams come back, three and out. Uh, just nothing good on this drive for the Rams. And then before the half, Cardinals run it once with 35 seconds left. Like at that point, you're down 21. You need to start chucking the ball and try to get a field goal. Uh, that's the thing that really saved the 49ers in their game against us. Was they tried to desperately get any sense of momentum before the half. And the Cardinals just throughout the white flag after they got a zero gain on a run. Yeah. And I'm not really sure that again, they, they didn't even try. They kind of just let the time run out and didn't even try to do a deep pass or anything like that. I, I still hate when teams do that. You're down 21 points. You might as well try to make a big play. Um, did we miss, did we go over the interception touchdown? Uh, no. Uh, so <laughs> Yeah, that kind of got lost in translation. Uh, after the Rams punt for only the, well, not only, but they punt for their second time. Uh, the Cardinals, after great special teams play, the Rams down it on the one-yard line. And uh, 
Cardinals have a solid run to get on the four-yard line. Uh, you have that really, really weird pass, incomplete call that should have been called incomplete to start with, but McVay has to challenge it. It gets overturned. And uh, this is, this is again, where I'm like, before we actually get to the interception or the interception touchdown, but this is where I get again, like they were discussing for so long. I mean, we wasted probably 10 minutes of them talking about it. And then they make the stupid call when everyone can clearly see that it, it wasn't right. And then Sean McVay had to challenge it and they had to do the whole discussion all over again, but actually watch it and then confirm that it was reversed. It's like at that point, if you are, if your judges, if your officials are there and you're discussing it for way more length of time, they should be able to, I mean, maybe they should have an internal challenge clock or somebody, they have officials, they have officials in New York, all these things that are watching this game as it is. And again, like, I don't want like them watching every angle of all these cameras and taking kind of the fun out of the game. But like you have, they're, they're trying to figure out what to do. So why not use the resources you have to help them in those situations? Mm -hmm. And again, if the Rams had, let's say lost a challenge or didn't have any timeouts, you get screwed on that call. And it was very clearly like, and we're not being homers. Like if AJ green had control and landed with his feet, that would have been a catch. He did not have control. Therefore, whenever he got hit and he lost control of the football, that's not a fumble. That is an incomplete pass. Mm -hmm. That is by the text of the NFL like rule books. That's what you have to follow. You may not like it, then lobby for it to be changed, but it's pretty clearly not a catch. And the refs need to do a better job of deliberating that or figuring it out on the first try. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, it was clear. The replay show was clear. Everyone knew that it wasn't. And they just let it play out to the point where we had to throw the challenge flag. So, But thankfully we did and we it was reversed and everything was good because then we get our defense interception with our pick six. Um, thanks to Trod Reader's tip. Um, and then caught by... David Long. David Long. Yeah, who, uh, Zach, uh, if you would have said you were going to say that sentence last week, I would have called you a madman. <laughs> yeah, you know, David Long has kind of had his ups and downs uh, uh, throughout the year, but, you know, he came in clutch for this. It gave the defense a boost. It gave the offense a boost. Um, so I was, you know, I was really ecstatic about it. No, I mean – let, let's give credit where credit's due. Like we've called him out when he's had bad games. Last few games he's been in, he's been very good. He hasn't been noticeably bad. Now, again, uh, when you have QBs running away from Aaron Donald and the hordes of Rams defenders, that makes your job covering a wide receiver a little bit easier because the QB has to get out the ball pretty fast. Uh but overall, like he's done a lot better in uh, Troy Reader's same same situation. And I feel like, Zach, maybe you can disagree with me here or not. This game wasn't so much the stars of this Rams team having just a bunch of great moments. It was the rest of the roster around the stars. The stars were performing at a high level. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. 
but oh, the we... rest of the roster had amazing plays. And when your rest of your roster is playing and your stars are being good, man, it, we saw the results here. It was a suffocating loss, a loss that could have been far worse for the Cardinals if the Rams had just tried in the fourth or third quarter and then get a little just conservative and respectful. At that point, we were just trying to get the win and get out of the building. And um, it just, what a performance. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, just within that play, when we punted the ball before the interception touchdown, we had Ben Skoranek, who, you know, has had some penalties against him. He hasn't been really clutch, uh, too much of a clutch in the receiving. He's done well when we needed him to be. But um, but he, he gave us, um, he got the ball down to the one-yard line when Hecker punted it. Um, and then we had Troy reader, which again, we've, we've kind of criticized him a bit and we'll get into the defensive highlights, but he was a signal caller this week, um, did an excellent job. And, you know, with that tip ball and then David long jr, uh, you know, getting the interception, the pick six, it was, it was just something that the defense needed. It's what these team, it's what the team needed. Um, you know, you know, you kind of went through the rest of the, the highlights of this half and you look at it and the Rams, um, they had two touchdowns, but they had one, two, three, three, three and outs and one, four and out. But they, there was a lot of plays that happened in this, but it was a, so there, there was a still a little bit of rhythm that needs to be picked up. And that's probably if I would have any suggestion that they need to fix for next week, it's that they need to get those drives to be a little bit further down and to knock off a little bit more time off the clock um, and, you know, try to get more points, uh, which I think they did definitely in the second half. Well, I mean, let's have a little fairness here to the Rams. After that pick six, you're up 21-0, right? At that point in time, what you're trying to do is just get to the half, especially since you get ball to start. So when you put in that context, like they went from just uh, like really trying fully on offense to more conservative. And I get people get annoyed by that. Well, they get annoyed, especially when the team was down 17 and nothing and then ended up to being 17 to three in the half and then coming out and losing the the second half. And so I think that was what the, that's what I think my fear in, especially when you're facing Tom Brady is, you know, coming into this week, it's, it's going to be, you need to make sure that you're not, you know, um, just, you need to do something with the ball. You have to convert it into points because Tom Brady will convert it into points at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, in the context of this game, which we have to understand, each game is its own living entity almost. At that point, when it's up 21-0, and this Arizona team literally, I don't believe they really had positive yards. Yeah, well, no, they had positive yards only the drive after the pick six. So, like, when you have a team only having, like, 30 yards on you, the entire half, then yeah, I feel like you try to play a little bit more conservatively. Uh, it was a different situation with the 49ers being only up 17 to zero, and they were moving the ball on us relatively decently. They just kind of had drive stall out, and um, we were able to take advantage. This game, a little bit different. I'll defend McVay a little bit there. Uh, we ended up half. 21-0 going into this third quarter 
Rams get the ball, and we have a nice eight-play, 75-yard, four-minute drive to end in a really, really nice touchdown to Cooper Cup. And this is the point in time in the game where I feel like most Rams fans started to breathe. This wasn't going to be a 49ers situation. Um, The chances of a team coming back 28-0, it's happened, but it's so astronomically low. Like everything from that point on has to go perfectly for the other team. And it just felt like the Cardinals weren't going to get their act together. Yeah, definitely. And and this was the drive. This is the drive that really solidified, you know, Stafford's in it to win it. He's, 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 I feel like they're finally kind of getting their rhythm. They're not, they're doing the run game. Um, they had way more uh, rushing attacks than they did offensive attacks. Um, they're not playing the long field. Um, I felt at times Matthew Stafford was always trying to throw the deep pass and they were doing a lot more of running the ball, short passes, you know, getting it to where it needs to go without, you know, forcing the ball. Um, we, uh, in this, in this touchdown drive before Cooper cup got it, um, we get that nice, uh, OBJ pass, uh, to cam Akers for 40 yards. <laughs> um, that was, that was an amazing, um, and that's when I knew that the game was sealed, uh, even before they scored that touchdown is, you know, this team is so good and I'm just so happy that they were able to do so they were able to do everything they wanted into this game and everything that I felt they needed to do. Matthew Stafford got out of the hole, like got out of the pocket. He moved the ball. He used his legs, all things that I was looking for. And I just, I just couldn't be happier. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cardinals end up responding with their only really good drive of the entire game. Uh, 12 plays, 75 yards, but six minutes off the clock. And I feel like, Zach, that's in that type of situation, you had to either be scoring defensive touchdowns or you had to be scoring really quickly. And um, I just don't see the point in doing a six-minute drive. At that point, you might as well just start chucking it down the field because even if you score, if you're scoring – what eight points at six minutes a pop you're not going to win mathematically it's impossible let alone if the rams uh score anything after that uh rams end up coming back with another really solid drive of 50 yards they end up having the kick uh kick a field goal after a drop pass i believe that was cooper cup dropping it on third down if i'm not mistaken uh, was that drive. Uh, Cardinals come back, end up kicking their own field goal. Rams end up having a very nice nine-play, 61-yard drive that ate up six minutes a clock. These are the types of drives that Super Bowl-winning teams have to and need to make at the end of games is long, hard-fought drives to get points to put away a team and that effectively really sealed the game for the Rams was getting that last field goal. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, and we saw it, I mean, we saw them come out, um, they, them coming back out and that's all they did. I mean, they, they, they tried one more round of, um, five more plays and they just couldn't get anything. Um, uh, even, even, uh, Kyle Murray on his last throw, you know, fourth and nine, 
he just threw it out of bounds. Like, you know, and I don't even, again, I don't even know why. I mean, you're going to lose the ball anyways, but um, yeah, that, it was just, the Cardinals were not what they were, you know, they were seven and zero when they started off. I don't know um, if really losing Hopkins was that, I mean, I know one player can, can affect a team, but you know, the Rams have come through worse and they they're coming out on the, the other side of things. And yeah, this, this Cardinals team just was not in it this, this week. Yeah. Uh, Hopkins doesn't make up for what? 23 points. He doesn't make up 23 points. That's just, he doesn't. Um, after the start of the season, I just think it comes down to Cliff Kingsbury. I feel like his scheme for long term when teams get tape, he just doesn't do a good time adjusting. And, you know, we see McVay struggle with that somewhat. But McVay always seems to find a way to just just enough to start winning games on the latter half of the season. And uh, I feel like Cliff Kingsbury hasn't figured that out yet because this is two years in a row, this year being a little bit better, where they start off really hot and they just fall apart on the like latter half of the season. Yep. All right, ready to get into quarter two, talking about the offense and the defense? Yep, let's dig into these babies. All right, so let's talk about some stats. Um, number one, uh, let's see. So Matthew Stafford was 13 for 17. That is right. He only had 17 throwing attempts for 202 yards, two touchdowns. Um, and then Sonny Michelle, 13 carries, 58 yards. Cooper Cup, five receptions, 61 yards, and one touchdown. Um, OBJ was right behind him, four receptions, 54 yards, um, one touchdown, and he did throw a 40-yard bomb to Cam Akers. Um, Cam Akers had one reception for 40 yards, thanks to OBJ, um, but then also had 17 carries for 55 yards. So uh, this this offensive team was just was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the great thing about these numbers, uh, really, Zach, is it's not one person. It was everyone contributing in different facets. And when you have a team like that, like, who are you going to focus on? You want to focus on Cooper Cup? Well, OBJ will still catch the touchdowns in the red zones. Tyler Higby will catch the touchdowns in red zones. Oh, you want to double bracket Tyler Higby? Cooper Cup's going to catch a touchdown. Like, that's it's pick your poison. And when we have K-Makers, let's not misunderstand this. Cam Akers, the way he played was so electric. Um, It felt like at any moment he could break a big run or he could break a big game. And um, when you add that to an offense, it's just like you can't cover them all. It's impossible. You're you're totally right. And, you know, I I almost think OBJ is getting a little bit of Cooper Cup in him. Like they're really starting – like he's really starting to see – like what Cooper Cup can do, because you, I could see OBJ. He was fighting for yards, like trying to spin out and try to, you know, trying to get additional yards. Like, and you know, Cooper Cup, he doesn't know what out of bounds is. Like most players, if they are a foot away from an out of bounds, they just step out. 
but not Cooper Cup. He swings back in and gets another four, five, six, ten yards down the road. And you know, this is these are the players you need to be successful and to keep the drives alive. Uh, my favorite stat, probably from the offensive side, is Matthew Stafford's uh, rushing. Uh, six carries for 22 yards, 3.7 yards averaged. His longest was 10. You know, you need a quarterback who who's able to, you know, get out of the pocket and know if he can make, if he can even get four yards to 10 yards, I'm, I'm happy. And I'm, I'm ecstatic that he did that. Yeah. You gotta be able to take those free yards, right? When they drop everyone in coverage, or they blitz you so heavily on one side. If you can go run and they give you a free first down, take it. Uh, just be smart about how you slide. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing when QB scramble. They have to know to slide. And for a QB, it's not worth an extra yard or two for you to get tackled. Uh, I'd rather you only get three yards than get five yards and get tackled and hurt. And then you're out of the game and... It's like you do no one any good if you do that. For sure. And then we move to the defensive side. Um, we got the defensive six uh, pick six from Troy Reader's tip into David Log um, making that score. Uh, let's see. We have the Marquise Coupling pick. Uh, we have two sacks. Let's see. Do you remember who those were? One was uh, Aaron Donald, right? Uh, Aaron Donald split one, and then I believe mm-hmm. Von Miller had the other. That's right. Did he he split it with Gaines? Yes, yeah. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one where they kind of both got on him. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, this defense just played lights out. I mean, you know, we, as you went through, as we went through the highlights, you know, for the first four Cardinal drives, they had a negative 11 yards. When OBJ threw that 40-yard pass obj had more had more yards than kyler murray at that point <laughs> like what is that um that is and I, that was in the that was in the second half yeah yeah that was in the like beginning part of the third quarter in the third quarter obj had more passing yards than kyler murray that's ridiculous that's crazy I just I, I couldn't believe it, and the I guess the one surprise, and I think the one thing that we were all worried about going into this was our defense was, is that we were lacking our starters in the safety position, and mm-hmm. who was going to be our our signal caller with with Fuller being out, wrap on concussion protocol, who were we going to rely on? I mean, yes, we had Ramsey who picked up the the reins for the the week prior, but we can't. I mean, as much as I love Ramsey, and I I you know he he has the mind to do the calling. If you're going to, if you're the cornerback though, if you're, you know, you're, you're a back, you're going to be on one of the sides of the field at one point in time. And you know, you may be, you know, more towards the center, but you have to be able to talk to both sides of the field and, you know, the front and the back and everything. And, you know, I think we were all a little worried. Number one, when, you know, there was rumors that, um, Weddle was going to come back and he was going to be the signal caller. Uh, but then, too, the only other option really was Troy Reader. And, you know, as much as he had he was successful um, last year, um, he he kind of declined a little bit this year, especially in the first half. And but I think he, he did a fantastic job being the signal caller um, up against this this Cardinals offense. No disagreement. I mean, he did a fantastic job when you can hold 
that Cardinals team to 11 points and you score seven, that's that's pretty big. That's that's a good job. And um, uh, we'll see if it continues. Uh, I feel like problem with Trey Reader has been consistency of performance. Uh, so hopefully his uh, signal calling isn't much worse. Uh, we'll see if Taylor Rapp will come back and if he'll retain his signal caller, but we'll uh, kind of get into that a little bit here in a few minutes. So let's break down. Uh, going to quarter three, we're going to go into some Rams news. You want to talk about some injury updates? Uh, yes. Injury updates for the Rams. Uh, this is from Stu Jackson. He is a staff writer for the Rams. Uh, he basically said that Sean McVay has said Andrew Whitworth has gotten his ankle and knee rolled up on and they are waiting for scans to get back. He will be, uh, I believe he'll be day to day. Um, it looked bad game time. Uh, but even if he can't start this game, I'm fully confident in no boom. I mean, he has only ever performed when he stepped in. Um, the drop-off, there is a drop-off, but it's not much. Uh, and, you know, I'm confident that no boom will just uh, keep this offense rolling like he did uh, this last game. For sure. You know, as far as the, you know, the secondary for our, for our offensive line, you know, boom, boom, no boom, I think is... Um, is, you know, right underneath, um, you know, our, our offensive line, you know, if Whitworth ever does decide to retire, which, you know, I'm not really hoping for that anytime soon. Um, yeah, I think Nopum is the one who would fill that spot. Mm-hmm. McVeigh also said that David Long's knee is uh, trending in the positive direction. And then Ernest Jones is still doubtful for this week. So it seems like Ernest Jones is trending in the negative direction and that David Long is trending in the positive direction. Yeah, you know, I, I, uh, it seemed like they said that there's a possibility that he was coming back for Ernest Jones, but more just opening up that door for him to come back. Yeah, and um, credit to our linebackers. Uh, I feel like ever since Troy Reader got benched, uh, he's played a lot better when he's came back in the staff for Ernest Jones. And I feel like when Ernest Jones gets back, uh, him, he'll be the future of our linebacking core. And uh, Troy Reader will be a good rotational piece like he's been. All right, Zach, let's kind of break down the uh, NFC um, uh, landscape right now. So if the Rams win and beat Tampa Bay, which we'll preview that here uh, soon, if we win, uh, it's either Green Bay or the 49ers. Uh, Talk about pick your poison. Uh, Either face a uh, team with a Hall of Famer in Aaron Rodgers or face the team that has beaten you six times in a row. Uh, either way, uh, if Green Bay wins, we'll be going to Lambeau in a nice, I, I think it's forecasted for around 16 degrees, so it's not the 11 degrees it would be this weekend. Slightly warmer. I don't know if five degrees makes much difference because you're still freezing. Uh, but... 
Lambo it would be, or if the 49ers win and pull off that upset, uh, we would be playing them in SoFi for a second time this season. Yeah, I, this is, yeah, it's like that double-edged sword. It's like, I don't really know who I want in. Um, I kind of want the 49ers, maybe. I feel like the, the Rams really want a revenge game against them, and um, it would kind of be bittersweet to have an NFC, you know, championship game uh, going all in on the on the West. Yeah, I I feel like I've gone back and forth between this, but ultimately it comes down to like, what do you think the chances are in that seventh game that they not only beat the Rams, but they beat the Rams playing for a chance to go to Super Bowl after being so cocky the last two games, the amount of just trash talk they have laid on this team and they have humiliated them in different ways, completely different ways last four times. Uh, honestly, I feel like the Rams would end up blowing out the 49ers. Um, I didn't say that last game. I just really think that this team has, it. they would be angry. They, they will be livid if the 49ers come in and they continue to just be disrespectful to this Rams team because they have won six individual games. Yeah. And uh, I, yeah, again, it's, it's one of those things where I would hope the Rams fans learn from their mistake and make sure that the SoFi stadium was fully packed with Rams fans so that they didn't have that. I mean, I think that not saying that that's an excuse um, kind of throwing that that's kind of what McVay would said, but same time you got to fill that stadium and if you can't fill it the the other team's going to so um yeah you know i'm i'm gonna watch the game it's probably you know one of the other games that i'll watch but who i really won't have I, I guess i at this point it'll be who what it is but you know the rams going into a cold cold stadium is um may not be the most ideal Mm-hmm. Not to mention that last game, that was a play or like win or lose for the 49ers. They they had to win that to get in the dance. The, the Rams, not necessarily, not saying the Rams didn't have motivation. They should have had, we thought they were going to have plenty of motivation when we broke down that game and previewed it. But, you know, I feel like the drive is different when you're going for the NFC crown. That is a different type of ball game. And I feel like the Rams will match perfectly the desire to win this game both quarter or both halves. For sure. For sure. So let's start breaking down our next game, which is uh, Buccaneers or sorry, Rams at Buccaneers. I forget we played them in week three. Uh, we end up winning that game 34 to 24 Rams. Um, it was such a long time ago, Zach, but uh, it was a really solid game by the Rams. Really wasn't close. Um, we kind of just ran away with it there in the third quarter. And um, what are the some of the things you are necessarily looking for uh, when we face off next week against Tampa? Yeah, you know, I definitely hinted on it, I think. Um you know, towards the beginning, but really making sure our offense stays on the field, uh, making sure that they're continuing drives um, and not settling for anything less than a field goal. Um, 
you know, again, we, we know what Tom Brady can do with the football. Um, we know, you know, that he has those playmakers who can catch the ball and, and score those touchdowns. So if we, if we can contain that a little bit, I think we're going to be fine. Um, especially if we do what we did, um, you know, in, in week three, um, you know, keeping the ball ahead, keeping it always a one to two score game. Um, I think that's really, really what we're looking for. Yeah, Stafford, I believe, had his only four-touchdown game of the year uh, against the Bucks. Really lights-out performance by Stafford. That was when we were like, well, this was the guy we traded for. Um, this is why we got him to win games like that. And uh, we're going to ask him to do it again, but this time at Tampa uh, against Tom Brady in the playoffs. And, um, you know, I hate the kind of, like, just – say it but if you want to win the rings you got to go through Tom Brady you got to go through Aaron Rodgers or you got to go through a 49ers team that has beaten you six times and no one can say if the Rams get through all that that they didn't earn their spot in the Super Bowl yeah definitely um yeah our offense needs to be clicking and I think it will I don't think we're gonna have a problem with that um you know especially now we have Sony Michelle and Cam Akers, I think we're going to run the ball efficiently. If we can keep the ball efficiently, we can keep things contained. Um, not always trying to do the deep throws unless it's you know unless it's there. I think we're going to be good. I'm not really concerned about the defense. Um, the defense showed up this week. I feel like they have been showing up. Um, they they may have kind of went down a little bit on the the second half of um, the 49ers game, but other really than that. They've been very strong, uh, especially since the bye week. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm just hopeful that we may, we can at least get Taylor Rapp back. I'm still confident in the crew that we have, but, you know, having a little bit more options in the safety room. Um, we didn't even talk about uh, Weddle coming back and his performance. Uh, I don't even know if he played in the second half, um, but, you know, but in the first half, he did he did do some you know some good plays, and I think he he's good to have out there and good to have as a resource. But um, I definitely am, am going to want um, at least Rap hopefully back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely looks like he's going to be all right for rotation senses. Just putting a body back there. Uh, looking back at our week three game, um, a big key to why we won is because we stuck to the ran- uh, running game. We did have twenty carries. But we took our shots. We had 38 passing attempts. That is ridiculous. But uh, Stafford was able to connect on a lot of them, averaging nine yards. Got, he got those four TDs. We only had a single sack. Um, and I think that's kind of like how you have to beat this Bucks team is you make them respect the run enough to where they have to commit numbers in the boxes, and then you can throw over their secondary. And if we can do that, connect, not have any big turnovers, um, it'll be hard for uh, Tom Brady to come back, especially with a few of his weapons missing in this game. Definitely. And, you know, I was going back and looking at this back, and, you know, I didn't realize, you know, our, you know, kind of lead receiver, I guess, was Deshaun Jackson with three receptions and 120 yards. Um you know, Cooper Cup was nine receptions, ninety-six yards. So really, he was more of the dominant player. But, um, but man, yeah, just this team just looks so different than it did before. Um, you know, we didn't have obviously we didn't have Cam Akers for the whole season, but um, 
Henderson was out that game. We had Dijon Jackson. We still had Robert Woods. Um, it was just a different, it just felt like a different team. Um, but I think it's, it's a team that still works. I, I, I really have confidence in this team, especially after last night's, uh, Monday night's victory. I, I have full confidence this team going forward. I was, I was kind of critical. I'm, I've been critical on Matthew Stafford. Um, but really he, he showed me, um, a lot of the things that I've been wanting him to, um, to show and, you know, we do what we did last night, you know, modify it obviously for Tampa Bay. Um, but just keeping your awareness out there, I think is, mm-hmm. is going to be great. Yeah. And I know we didn't mention it, but one of the biggest decisions, and I said this on Twitter after the game, biggest decision Stafford made the entire night was in, I believe it was during our first drive or might've been our second, but he took a sack. And we have seen so many times, especially in the latter half of this season is when the rest of the team is playing good and he doesn't have a wide open receiver, he'll force throw it Mm -hmm. and not take the sack. And that's been a very big, like that's been one of his worst attributes lately as being our QB. And he made a very smart decision. He took the sack. Yes, we didn't get a field goal out of it. I know people said that sucked, but I was giving a compliment. I'm like, you rather have that sack? Then him try to extend the play, get a fumble, and then get seven off of it. Or, like, that's how crazy plays happen is when you try to play hero ball. And um, he doesn't need to do that on this team. 90% of the time, the rest of the team will be able to pick him up. It's not Detroit. You don't need to scrape your way for any or, or every win. And he has to be able to trust his team. Uh, I and I think he's starting to do that more and more. So where are we at with how's Tampa's team looking as far as uh, injury stuff goes? Yeah, so I got some updates from Carmen Vitalea. I, I can't say that name at all. I apologize if you ever listen to this. Uh, Bruce Aarons basically updated saying Tristan Worfs is in a boot and he will be day-to-day. Him and Ryan Jensen, both. I believe they're both tackles. Uh, our day-to-day so they have both their starting tackles day-to-day um that's not a good sign for Tampa Bay going up against this D-line which was just it would have got like double not double digit sacks but they would have got seven or eight if Kyler Murray was let's say a statue in the pocket if he wasn't moving around and throwing the ball away like he holds it for a second longer we get tons of sacks that game mm-hmm uh, not to mention Josh Wells, which I believe is a backup um, guard, also got hurt, uh, but uh, he's day-to-day also. Um, and some update on their running backs, uh, Fournette uh, ha- is still kind of trying to see if he can go full speed on his hamstring in- injury, and they do not know if they can do that yet. And Ronald Jones is still unable to make any cuts on his injured ankle. So um, I would assume neither of those guys are going to play and they're going to be stuck with their backup running backs against, again, a very, very good defensive line for the Rams. Did they get rid of, oh, is Le'Veon Bell still there? No. Okay, they got they, they cut him after a game? Yeah, I believe they did. 
Yeah, so, uh, Zach, uh, do you have any big matchups for this Tampa Bay versus Rams game? You know, you know, obviously Ramsey on, you know, on the receiver is going to be, th- that's the one thing we didn't hear about as I feel like Ramsey's name wasn't called, but maybe once the entire game. And that's, I'm fine with that. I am fine with if, if you don't hear that Ramsey was in cover, like, because they're not throwing it to him completely fine with that. Um, you know, I'm not really looking for too many key matchups. Um, I, you know, it would be great for Iron Donald to get two sacks against Tom Brady. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for, ready for anyone to give a sack to Tom Brady, but, um, but no, I, you know, I, I have confidence in this team, you know, any other team, you know, if we were going up against green Bay, um, I would have, I would be a little bit more fearful than I am against the bucks. Not saying that it's going to be an easy game. Cause I think it's going to be, it's going to be a tough game and it's a, a game that, um, I think our offense is going to need to, you know, uh, do just a little bit more. I think the defense will be fine, but I think the offense just needs to do just a little bit more um, to make sure that this game is doesn't go lopsided. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, yeah, I would say the biggest one is this D line versus that offensive line. Um, this Tampa Bay team doesn't have the advantage that the Cardinals team had, which was a mobile QB who like. Um, he was ma- he was able to get out of the pocket enough where he had the possibility of making plays and he just didn't make them. Tom Brady ain't doing that. <laughs> uh, so if the Rams can provide the same amount of pressure as they did on Murray, it's going to be even worse night for the uh, Buccaneers than it was for the Cardinals. Now, Buccaneers have better o- offensive line, possibly uh, depending on these injuries so we'll kind of see how that shakes out before the game uh zach you want to go ahead and give us your prediction because we've actually been pretty close both games you know and i was thinking about that when i when we did the 49ers game i think i said something close to 17 24 and then they blew it so I feel like I was almost spot on with that one. But anyways, uh, so um, prediction, prediction, prediction. Um, I do think this is going to be a different game than it was last, you know, Monday night's game. If I'm going to think about it, let's see. Um, I would say we're looking at, I think we're going to see a close game. I'm thinking 37 to uh oh, it's 37 27 to 31 rams mm-hmm. yeah to be honest um when i had my uh playoff brackets and i did my predictions i had the rams losing in the divisional round again um it just to me this team after the 49ers loss I didn't know if they had the drive for to be able to put together four quarters of consistent good football, right? We haven't seen it all year besides you you could say one Tampa Bay game, one Cardinals game. Um but we haven't seen it consistently. Uh but going into this game, the way the Bucks have played, the way we played, um I got to go with the Rams here uh 23-17. Um I just feel like it'll be a close game. Um, Tom Brady is going to have a chance to go and get the touchdown for the lead point lead. And uh, we stop him. 
on fourth down. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. Unless you have anything else you want to add? Uh, no. Uh, All right. Hopefully, uh, Buda Baker gets healthy, and uh, we have a really, really good Sunday. <laughs> Me too. I, you know, I want to keep this keep this rolling. I want to keep this positivity going. So that ends it for this week's episode of East Coast Rams podcast. You can always send us questions and feedback to feedback at eastcoastrams.com or hit us up on Twitter. My handle is at Zach Mayer. Ashton is at at RamsFanAshton1. So, yeah, let's, let's, you know, I want to keep this victory uh, Monday, Tuesday going on for next week. Uh, Keep it up. um, Keep the hype up. Keep the energy up. Keep the positivity up. uh, Do whatever you can to, you know, get hyped and get ready for this game on Sunday. Definitely. Uh, Let's go get it done on Sunday, Ramley. Horns up. All right. Horns up, guys.